Hello and welcome to You'll Probably Agree. Today I have my good friend from MASH Media and Laugh Factory Social Media Manager, Matthew Brighton. He is my number one go-to cool nerd when it comes to uh, anything video games or comic book related. And you know what? I wanted to talk about video games for a long time on my show and I put the, the message out online saying, hey, should I do video games that everyone, including uh, my friends in the press now? <laughs> okay, no. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> uh, uh, they, all, they all said, uh, uh, yeah, go ahead and do it. So I'm like, hell yeah. PlayStation 5 got announced. Uh, I, yep. you know, I want to get a drone camera, but I also want a PS5. I don't know what to do. Uh, so... <laughs> Yeah, got to make some money on the side. Uh, so, yeah. With, with that said, I've a, I know uh, you're a PlayStation fan. I'm a PlayStation fan, uh, and I just wanted to talk about PlayStation because I've had it for a while, and I mean it, it's always been something that's been incredible for me. Uh, for you, what was like your first? Because like we we we're like in our thirties, so like yeah, I'm 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 three years close to 40 and uh yeah yeah well yeah. 40 i'll be 37 in december so yeah i I'll be um 35 in Martin, november so yeah oh okay yeah we are old we are getting old and uh <laughs> yeah no my first uh like i guess the memory i can remember have like have the most um are of two playstation one games and it was like PlayStation sticks out to me because it was like the first uh, 3D system that like was like this 3D environment uh, type of game. Mm -hmm. And it was Final Fantasy VII and uh, yeah. Metal Gear. Mm -hmm. The, you know, and, and Metal Gear, like Metal Gear on PlayStation 1 was just so crazy good. Like, <laughs> the the storyline the the tactical espionage like to do everything like how you had to take down stuff the the, the iconic dialogue <laughs> i mean uh and then when you have to fight this one particular uh villain in the show in the game like he there's like this he's like he's like i can read your every move i don't want to like spoil it for anybody that hasn't played it but like the, the thing you have to do to beat that particular character is fucking, it's like next level. It's so cool because it's like, how did, I had never played a, any kind of comp game where I had to do that to beat the game in progress. Like, you know, and mm. Final Fantasy VII, I mean, there's nothing to say. It's the, <laughs> it's, it's the OG daddy of RPGs on PlayStation, period. It's, it it had a huge success with Final Fantasy three on Super Nintendo, and then when Final Fantasy seven came to PlayStation, it it just it's it literally changed the way storytelling was in video games. Period. Full stop. And I mean, just platformers, uh, FPSs, everything. All of a sudden, was putting after that game put story into uh, the game because because of all the actions that happened within that game, people are like, man, I'm really immersed in this. I'm really dedicated to what's happening with these characters. And it puts you right there in it. And you're just like, it was, that was a game changing moment, so to speak, no pun intended type stuff. Mm -hmm. But like, oh, yeah. yeah, Final Fantasy VII Metal Gear for sure. 
Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, the way I sort of discovered PlayStation, I remember I went to this place when I was in, this, uh, in, the, in the suburbs, and it was called the Firehouse. It was this abandoned firehouse that they turned into like this video game station. Each kid would have like 20 minutes to play these games. I knew about the PlayStation. I saw the commercials, right. and uh, nobody was playing the PlayStation then. They were all on the N64, either playing GoldenEye or Ocarina of Time. And yeah, and I go over to the PlayStation, and I'm like, "Well, I want to check this thing out." I fire up Final Fantasy VII, and they begin with that opening scene in Midgar. Yeah, where you go from with uh, a train. Yeah. yeah, yeah, where you go from Eris's face, and you pull out, and you see the whole city, and the title comes across, and then it gets into the gameplay, and I'm like, oh my god, what is, like, this is something the N64 could never do, mixing pre-rendered footage with real gameplay, yeah, and compiling it in this storytelling medium was, was just phenomenal, cinematically, it was light years beyond i mean sure the pc could do that but pcs for nerds no i just get <laughs> but pc i mean like pcs are multifunctional you yeah. understand like with a, with a console to be able to do that because PC, pcs have always been more powerful no one's going to deny that whatever whatever mm-hmm. but at the time if final fantasy 7 is on pc i'm not playing it I wasn't yeah. playing it. I wasn't even thinking about it. It's expensive. And, and, and it's like you got to yeah. have the right chips and blah, 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 blah. With the console, you pop the game in, you're good to go. Yeah, that's it. You don't have to have a proper, you have to, like computers are like, you have to have the proper processor. You have to have the proper video uh, graphics card. You have to have the proper, and it's like, not everybody had access to that. But you can easily go into a store and buy a PlayStation or an N64, you know, mm-hmm. at the time and, and just be on your way. Yeah. It's just, it was just easier. Oh, yeah. I remember trying to run uh, Star Wars TIE Fighter on my PC multiple times, and the damn thing wouldn't work. And I finally got it to work now through an emulator, you know, 20-some-odd years later, or who knows how long, maybe 30. And, you know, I got to get a joystick now so I can pilot it like a pilot. And then, you know, I can't wait to play Star Wars Squadrons, by the way, and get my uh, I have my brother-in-law as a VR helmet, so I'll do that, then get motion sick and projectile vomit all over myself and continue to play. Uh, but, you know, uh, yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, but, no, I mean, I remember seeing Final Fantasy VII when I was playing that. That was incredible. Uh, I didn't uh, play the game too much at that time. I played it, and I remember uh, I was, like, in junior high or something like that, and one of my friends came to my house, and he saw me playing the game, and he's like, you haven't leveled up any of your characters or anything. What what the hell are you doing? You know, I, yeah. I don't know what he was talking about. I just I just skipped all the tutorials. I just constantly hit it yeah. and smack guys with my sword. It wasn't until I got older that I learned how to beat the game. Uh, but the real and it, and it... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're good. Go ahead. The oh, real what? Go ahead. The real moment for PlayStation for me was uh, I remember I kept hearing about Metal Gear Solid, but I didn't know what it was. Um, so I rented from my, my local blockbuster, Metal Gear Solid VR missions, thinking that was the game and I'm playing it. And I'm like, I don't get the idea. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, it's just these green square blocks and you just have these little bit like, what's the big deal? So then I don't know if you can hear the audio on my computer, but I'm going to try to play this. They play the, uh, the, they have this thing in the extras and there's this trailer 
for Metal Gear Solid 1. And I'm like, oh, is this a real game? I put it on. And then the best of yet, the best is yet to come starts playing. You know, I don't know if you can yeah. hear that or not. Mm-hmm. But you hear that music. They're playing that with it. And yeah, I can't hear it, but I, I, I know. Yeah. Yeah. The yep. And it's just this beautiful song. And it's compiled with this cinematic like imagery and this voice acting. And that was the first time I saw a video game, not just as a game, but I'm like, this is art. This is this is an experience. Uh, yeah, this is, this is experience. a form of storytelling. Yeah, not just right. Yeah. I I hop one of in. the uh go ahead. No, you're good. You hop in. I want to hear you tell the rest of your story because I, I, <laughs> I, I have I have a moment cinematically with that like that for video games, but go ahead. Ah, okay. So I, so I uh, tell my mom about this game. I, you know, I see this trailer. I hop into my local Best Buy, and then I, I get the like the uh, best of edition of Metal Gear Solid. This might have been like in '99. I got it. So and the game came out, I think, in like '98. And I remember firing that game up, and it was unlike anything I ever experienced, and it completely transformed my perception of video games where it's a real form of storytelling, a real form of art that could one day be on the same level of movies. And it's really being pushed to that extent. I know there's a lot of animosity towards The Last of Us Part Two, but that is a game that really morally challenges. I I haven't played it, but I know. I can give you my copy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that'd be dope. Yeah. I haven't played it yet, but there are games that exist um, prior to Last of Us that have had um, that type of appeal and impact on people mm-hmm. that created this whole new lane of ways to play video games. Uh, there's this game called The Indigo Prophecy mm-hmm. on yeah. PlayStation 2. David and Cage it's kind of like game. the yeah. precursor. And it's the precursor to Heavy Rain. And Heavy Rain is just one of these massive thriller games where you play this father who um, wakes up from a like a blackout uh, from a dream he had about this kid he used to have that he lost to a car accident because he wasn't keeping track of where he was. And yeah exactly <laughs> and everybody knows right and everybody's aware of this yeah and so like that game has multiple endings it has um and the story and it's all about a storyline yeah about the the storyline of the origami killer the fbi agent the journalist and you as the father and yeah. it's this immersive fucking moment and it's a and it's a very intensely paid off it's not even kind of like all right um like uh there's one one scene when you're in the uh when you're in the wreck the shipyard i don't know if you played this game but there's this um steamer in the shipyard and you're this the fbi officer and you're asking these questions this month this one dude like i don't like cops you know he's all like cops you know and if answer this one thing wrong and it was like if you in the middle of the tussle if the character dies the character dies that's it (laughs) yeah i don't know if there's a, a game outside of heavy rain that i've played that like was like that immersive like as long as you kept the main characters alive this is the type of ending you will get if you have and if you do keep them alive they have to make all the right choices if you're trying to solve crime and the crime is who's the origami killer yeah 
and you can end up not finding out or you can end up finding out. Yeah. It's funny when you, when you play that game, uh, like the first time I played it, I fucked up entirely. Like I didn't find out. I think I got the address wrong for the killer. I just kind of like randomly guessed it uh-huh. and Ian wound up like in the wrong warehouse. And I think Madison, uh, she didn't know where the guy was or she blew up in the house. And then Scott Shelby just got away with it. And then like the, the game ended okay. with like, e, like with uh, Ian, like shooting himself in the mouth. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, this is awesome. And, like everyone failed. And then I'm like, I must've done something wrong. And then I like replayed it from yeah. the point where I screwed up and then I got it right. But yeah, the PlayStation's always sort of what I what I really liked about their consoles, their games, is they really invested in the artists and were willing to take yeah. chances. You know, uh, not not to poo poo on uh, Microsoft. Yeah, fuck on my will. Uh, but like like the Xbox feels like the red, white, and blue Star Spangled Banner, Mountain Dew. You know, six pack of beer, beer. Uh, you know, truck nuts sort of hillbilly console. You know, yeah, where it's I mean, all about first person shooters and Halo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's kind of Microsoft's lane. They built their legacy on. FPSs and MMO battles and big MMO battles and so like their whole lane is that that's what they're known for and like Microsoft even getting into the uh, the console game when they clearly have a Windows like an operating system for PCs and stuff and it's like why couldn't you just make PC games more compatible and quickly and just make the software more easily compatible so people can just pop the disc in and play the games because that's literally what the issue was with pc games like Mm -hmm. literally what the issue was so why not just make games for the os if especially being microsoft if it's like sony doesn't make you know sony was is not in the computer making business at the time Mm -hmm. they were just like they made uh was it tvs and like they were known for their audio sound and stuff like that so when they jumped into the uh console game you're like i mean it makes sense you know you're like oh they they make TVs, they make audio, they have an idea about an immersive experience as far as that's concerned. And then, you know, they're giving you a 3D, they're giving you a 3D uh, experience at the time. Mm-hmm. Like when Tomb Raider came out, people were like, this is so crazy. I can like jump off walls. I can do these crazy black backflips. I can mm-hmm. jump and shoot like, you know, at an angle. Like I can do all these, these things you couldn't do on any other platform at the time. You know, and then Xbox follow comes out. The controller's junky. I mean, like that's kind of what sold it for a lot of people because with the PlayStation, they are considered, and this is just absolute fact. There are articles upon articles talking about this very factually. The Sony PlayStation controller is the perfect design controller. There is mm. no controller better designed than a Sony PlayStation controller. Now, which Theory. controller is that? The uh, DualShock the dual or analog. the uh, the very the, first one or the the, the uh, very PS first one? one? No, the dual analog one. The dual okay. analog with the two and the yeah. So when the first I first shot. I remember first yeah. seeing that. Yeah, when I first the first DualShock. So when I first saw it, I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna get comfortable with this. But the moment I put it in my hand, my hand, my finger just went with it. You know, my like my, I didn't, I wasn't uncomfortable using it. Like the only thing, the only thing I have now with the PS4 controller is that that's that uh option 
button right in the middle, the little hands-free thing that mm. is useless in most games. Um, uh, but that's the PS4 controller. But the DualShock controller is one of the best. Is one of the best, if not one, the best design controller. It's just they say it in. They've said it in. Uh, was a Game Pro. They've said it in. Uh, 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 what was that? Uh, C- CNET, you know, mm-hmm. CNET.com mm-hmm. articles. Yeah. Like, it's it's just it's comfortable. Doesn't make your hands sweat. Doesn't make your hands hurt. Mm. Um, and if you hands do sweat when you play video games, maybe it's you. No, um, <laughs> lose some weight. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know about lose weight, but I'm just yeah. saying if you got sweaty hands, you got sweaty hands, and maybe you just need to drink some more water or something. I don't know. But <laughs> the PlayStation for me stands out because of just like to be like aesthetically, it's a better design. I, the first PlayStation, mm. uh, and then the PlayStation Two was designed pretty cool, all black. You know, with the little, you know, the disc jar comes out and goes yeah. back in. And then the PS3 has the built-in, so it just takes the disc inside. Some people mm. have the dual compatibility. Did you have that? The dual, is that the one that's backwards compatible with PS? Yeah, the backwards. Do you have one? Yeah. No, I've never had uh, uh, backwards compatible. Yeah. Then if you I had always, one. Yeah, I would. Oh, that'd be yeah, great. if you had a backwards compatible. Actually, you know what? I might have actually bought a PS2 backwards compatible. Um, PS3 model, the backwards compatible with PS2. Uh, the backwards compatible PS2 played PlayStation and PlayStation 2 games. Wow. Yeah. Is it still there? Or is it like. I don't know if you can. Uh, I'm pretty sure you can still get it because it was. The PlayStation 2 was the first like explosion on a, like online gaming, right? Yeah. Like. PlayStation 2 had that mod where you it came with like an Ethernet pack and you could just like go online through it as long as you have like an Ethernet cable to hook yeah. up to your Wi-Fi modem. That's one and, thing I'll give Microsoft credit for. They they were the ones who successfully started online gaming through console. Like Sony yeah, tried it. And, but, yeah. I mean, and I think that that's what keeps Microsoft alive is that they picked their lanes. They were like, I got these, we got these MMO games that you can play online with a lot of people and it'll be totally immersive experience. It's always gonna be an immersive experience. We've mastered these FPS games and that's what we can give you. Those are, those are strongest sellers. That's what makes this console drive. With Sony, it is so much like personal gaming mm-hmm. that you can do with Sony. Like you don't have to be playing uh, a FPS to enjoy a PlayStation game. Like, mm-hmm. you know, last like you just saying, you were just you finished up Last of Us Two, uh, Last of Us, uh, the God of War series, yeah. even the new God of War, the Infamous series, Sly Cooper, Crash Bandicoot, uh, the Grand Theft Auto series, not Grand Theft Auto because I think that's some of the platforms, but yeah, um, but it started play, it started on uh, like GTA Three started on PS Two essentially. Oh, okay. Uh, thank you for that tidbit. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like a lot of, uh, and that's a, I feel like a lot of developers that people took for granted. Sony was like, "We'll go ahead and do it." Like Rockstar Games got their, you know, got their okay from and, and blew up from PlayStation games. Uh, was it Santa Monica Studios is another yeah. one that's big. Uh, Unreal Engine games, like Unreal Engine, is used on both platforms. But Sony's like, "Look, we'll use your engine to make any game. Like, can you yeah. do it until somebody comes along and does it better?" And then yeah. they do a lot of exclusive gaming, like Marvel. Um, Marvel Spider-Man changed the way I look at superhero games. Mm. I thought superhero games were always a 
a cash grab. Like I always feel like superhero games were just, you know, uh, here's this Iron Man game because Iron Man the movie came out and you're like, eh. and then uh, there was Sp- the Spider-Man two, the Spider-Man games from the original three Spider-Man movies that came out. And I remember playing those and I, rem- and I played those because they were Spider-Man games. They had, mm. But like when I look back at them compared to this, this uh, the play style of this Marvel, Marvel game, it's incredible. Um, yeah. Another one that changed my mind, and this is on the flip side on Xbox, to be fair, is Arkham yeah. City. Uh, uh, I know the Batman Arkham uh, started, you know, with uh, Xbox, and they gave a battle system to the world that is gonna be duplicated until the end of time. <laughs> yeah, well, Spider Man. A lot of people nicknamed it Arkham Spider Man because it has a lot of right. similar mechanics in terms of you have the spider sense, which is like your dodge button where you press triangle at a certain time. And, you know, yep. you have the thing where you sneak up on your enemies and all that. Yeah, so, and timing is imp- – and, and, yeah. and the other uh, thing is, like, that understanding of, like, how do we make console gaming with a controller feel like you're immersed in the game without just telling people, here's this button combo combination you can pull off. And some people could just go, well, this one works the best, and I'm going to just keep using this one, and I'll beat this game. Yeah. Meanwhile, you know, a game like Spider-Man on PlayStation 4, there are so many ways to play it. And yeah. there's so many styles that are effective. And depending on who you fight, you got to use particular ways. You know, you got to use particular styles to beat, beat them. And uh, I, think those two, I think those two stand out heavily uh, when you talk about PlayStations, just like taking things to another level. Yeah. What do you think about uh, uh, the Miles Morales Spider-Man coming out? I look forward to that because I sat there playing the first one. Like, like they were teasing me like I was going to get to play with Miles. Yeah. Like, outside of, like, the, the one-off, like, hiding behind things and, and making and disarming electrical things. Like, that was – I guess playing Miles, but everybody knows what I mean when I say, you know, I want to see the spacesuit. I'm going to see it all black. I'm going to see the red. I want to fly around. I want to disappear. I want to shoot electric bolts, you know, swing around. And there better be a version of him wearing the, the uh, what is it? Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse suit. If I'm sure is. they'll have that. Because the yeah, cool I thing. I feel like we just like wasted our time if we don't. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, uh, Spider-Man, as we remember, that game, you could, like, wear every Spider-Man suit imaginable. You even had Spider-Pig in it, I think. As one of the yeah, suits. that would be yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like just the a noir for for Miles, the the spider, yeah, all of it. Just give me all of it because um, this is a that's gonna be a that's gonna be a um, franchise game for them, you know. <laughs> just like, and that's the thing too. I guess PlayStation is franchise games for them just crush. And that's the thing, like PlayStation. PlayStation gave us Final Fantasy VII. So Squaresoft was with Nintendo because of the Final Fantasy III series, and everybody's like, oh, shit, that's going to be amazing. But uh, Sony Entertainment went ahead and said, hey, you sign up with us, you know, exclusively, and we'll put out all the, you know, all of your uh, products and platform games, all of your games that you come out with. Well, I was going to say, uh, essentially, the, the interesting thing with Squaresoft and uh 
Nintendo was they worked with Nintendo for years on making Final Fantasy games. And uh, I guess Microsoft, I, I'm sorry, I guess Sony, they, they had, you know, they, because they had a disk-based system that could handle more data, you know, it could, it could do the type of game that they envisioned for Final Fantasy VII. And at first, I think everybody was skeptical, like, what, why are they going to Nintendo? But then once when Final Fantasy VII landed on PlayStation, it was absolutely mind-blowing. It was a game-changer, and it really transformed the industry in a way. Yes. That, that was a historic think, moment yeah. for Sony. I mean, uh, just the story behind uh, how Nintendo – that's one thing I love to talk about is – how how the PlayStation came into being, and it's because Nintendo made a very grave error. Because uh, people, although they have this image of the, you know, children friendly, nice company, uh, they they were like bullies. You know, uh, maybe they still are, yeah. but they would take Sega to court multiple times over petty little differences um they and they would win too um every other company tried to beat nintendo for years and one go sony dest- uh, destroyed nintendo and it was all because nintendo finally pissed off the wrong person where they were supposed to release a disc-based system mixed with a cartridge and there are still some some models uh some some early builds that people have that go for a lot of money online and that what happened was unbeknownst to 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 sony nintendo introduced uh a phillips uh disc-based uh system uh with nintendo and with that system, Sony was completely betrayed. So they go to the CEO of the company. They say, you know, why don't we just create our own console and get back at them? And he slams his fists on the desk and he says, do it. And from there, in one fell swoop, Sony uh, finally top Nintendo. Someone finally beat them. And it's a regret that Nintendo lives with to this day and forever, probably. Yeah, forever, for sure. Because you're looking at, and that was the thing, like Sony transcended gaming into an adult arena. It transcended it and put it on a, in a, in a major way, in a, in a, in a, on a mainstream, in the mainstream eye. Because like Final Fantasy is not for kids. Mm-mm. That's not, you know, the 10 year old i wasn't 10 years old playing final fantasy 7 i was a teenager you know mm-hmm. i was mid-teens i've been playing games for a long time and uh i remember going this game is just so captivating you get to like name the characters and and make decisions within the game throughout through dialogue and then this turn-based system of fighting i'd never even thought about it because then i had to think instead of just thinking i'm in this fight i gotta win this fight i had to think ahead so now i'm like oh and then the the game itself was just so fucking beautiful at the time like <laughs> those summon those summon summon magic the summon magic they go on the for like a made, full minute yeah or like 10 oh, and some of them and some of those attacks look so crazy 
And if you are lucky enough, and I don't want to spoil it for anybody that hasn't played the game. And it's been out for over game. 20 years. <laughs> I understand. But but there are people – there. you have to understand there are people that are being re – not just reintroduced, uh, but being introduced for the first time. The only reason they know it's a remake is because it says it on the box. Yeah. And – but if you had Knights – if you could get Knights of the Round. Oh, yeah. If, if you – Got Knights of the Round. That's one of the coolest looking attacks. It's so it's so great. And I just remember going, yeah, it was worth fighting that hard to get this. It was, and that was the other thing too. It's one of the first games where if you worked hard for something and you earn, like when you got that thing, it was worth getting. It was very yeah. rare that you, get, that you got something in that game that it was just like, oh, that was just to change the hair color. Oh, that was just a, some aesthetic thing. It was like, Everything, most of everything in the game made everything easier for you. Knights yeah. of the Round made it easier to fight. Uh, the, their their final weapons, everyone's all their final weapons. The the golden chocobo that you can mm-hmm. run, like you you tr- you know you can get because that thing can go anywhere. And I, and for a long time I was like I thought that thing wasn't real for a really long time. I could always get a black chocobo, but I could never get a gold one. And then the day I got a gold one, I was like, what? It is true. Mm-hmm. It is possible. That means Knights of a Round is out there for me to get. And I just, <laughs> I, I scoured the literal globe for that game. For that, <laughs> I was not gonna let up until I got it. And then they do do some aesthetic things, like giving you extra story. Do you remember mm-hmm. how they give you the story behind Zach and uh, the story behind Vincent? And you're just like, there's still stuff to know. And you're like, that's this game has so much stuff yeah. and there's so many you know and there's different ways to traverse the the the, the globe when you're on the map so you have like the airship mm-hmm. you've got your golden you got your chocobos you got all these like like layer upon layer upon layer upon things that give you something going damn this is important damn this is important and then if you don't do a thing at that time then you don't get to do it because they're blowing that place up or, yeah. you know, that, that particular thing you just traversed is in space. Like literally you cannot get back on that rocket ship. Uh, because that shit, I mean, it was so, it was so, it, it changed the way you just really looked at gaming. Cause you were like, if I play another game with no story, will I like it? You know what I'm saying? Cause it made mm-hmm. me, it made me look at games that I really enjoy differently. Like, uh side schooler games like x-men that i played at the arcade i was like this is cool but like i'm using the characters i got but like i know there's way more story here and it was like the first thing i thought about so then when sony playstation drops god of war i was like yo this is this is another one they did it again they did it again they did it again and i was just like that first scene they and then they like Quentin Tarantino the whole thing you know yeah. and pull you back and you talk about the like, uh, first God of War or the remake no the original God of War oh yeah uh, yeah yeah because the, the the remake isn't a remake the remake is a continuation of the story yeah, I was confused if it was a continuation, if that was the Kratos we all knew, who was like this bloodthirsty tyrant and he's living with the regrets that he's made, or if he was just a different interpretation of that character. 
No, he is the same character because I don't know if you have you played God of War. I I finished it. Are you talking about when he gets the uh, blades like midway yeah. through? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a for me. I was like, yeah, this is the same guy. And then also, what is it? The bruise, the the blade of Olympus going through his gut. Do you remember yeah. God of War three? And uh, then I didn't play God of War three. I played one and two. Yeah. Oh, so in, in God of War three, give it away. I don't care. The, <laughs> Yeah, so in God of War 3, he finally defeats Zeus, and the ghost, well, not the ghost, I guess the essence of Athena shows up and is like, I need the Blade of Olympus, I need that power, and she's, and, and, and Curtis, Kratos, Curtis, <laughs> Kratos, uh, <laughs> Kratos by the end of it just says, is like, I trust no god, and then stabs himself with the Blade of Olympus, and the power that was inside of him to beat Zeus was released into the world. And that's the last thing. And he's like, and Athena's like, how dare you? Like mortals won't know what to do with it. And then it cuts away as he like dies basically on the ground. And then they cut back to the sword on the cliff, but the blood trail down the side of the built down the side of the rock to mm-hmm. say like, maybe he's still alive. And then we're, thrusted upon to him living in you know with in 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 uh norse god territories so um when we meet him again he's has lived a a full life ultimately and um he is for lack of a better word i guess his power he's he's a god you know he's still a god you know and you learn a lot about him in PS4. I'm telling you, man, like, and that's the other thing. When you get, when you, with PlayStation, it's like, if they get you hooked on a game, they've got you. Like, yeah. that's it. Like, Metal Gear Solid spawned how many more of those, you know? Yeah. And they're all, for overall, the series itself is very good. Uh, God of War is another one. Overall, the series is very good. Uh, overall, Final Fantasy set. I mean, what is there to say about Fantasy Fantasy Seven? Final Fantasy Seven spawned Kingdom Hearts, and that spawned a whole generation of another type of people that like a different type of playstyle RPG. It is it is transcendent what they did. It is very transcendent what they did in gaming. Yes, um, they shattered their own genres. I mean, because what Sony does that really impresses me beyond nintendo beyond microsoft is they invest in the storytellers in a way that nobody in a million years would if if microsoft saw that script to the last of us part two or nintendo they'd say you're not fucking making this game like you're gonna you're gonna alienate yourself from everybody you're not making this sony says go go ahead and they even when when games fail they keep going. The Last Guardian failed. Mm-hmm. Shenmue 3 mm-hmm. failed, you know, mm-hmm. but they still gambled and they did Last of Us Part 2. It's getting a lot of shit online, but uh, in the UK, it's like Sony's best-selling game ever. And uh, hmm. I'd, I'd have to look up the uh, numbers in the US, but I'm pretty sure they're doing pretty uh, very well. Uh, they're doing impressively on their own as well. Uh, even and then... The, the success of that with Sony gives you success and um, gives you faith in particular developers. So Squaresoft uh, came out with another game um, called Chrono, Twer- Chrono, Chrono, Chrono Trigger. Trigger. 
on Super Nintendo, and then they remade it on PlayStation and added like some cutscenes and then gave you like more backstory. And that was another game that had the the multiple storylines to it. Squaresoft is really good at like really, really telling you like, hey, there's more than one way to end this game. And you can defeat the game with not getting everything. It'll just take a whole lot more and it'll be a whole lot, hell of a lot harder. Yeah. And there was, there's a moment in, there's, there's a couple moments in Chrono Trigger where there's this lead villain guy that you've been fighting from all over time and space, literally for the whole game. And then you have a choice where he can join your party or not. And if he joins your party, you put your team in a very strong position to win. But there is another way where he becomes a part of the party and you lose the league, the main character of the game. And you can beat the game without the main character of the game. Nice. And it's like every decision you make, you can't go back on it. This is what happened. And it's just like Squaresoft, Squaresoft sowed sowed those seeds, you know, and with Final Fantasy VII, they put such validity. So then they come out with uh, this game, Xenogears. I want to say they made Xenogears. <laughs> um, and Xenogears is, a, is another game that uses a different battle system with some great storytelling that me and my brother love to death. It's called Xenogears. I, I have not been able to find it since I've seen it. It was an RPG, the, uh, and you could, like, you you did like this uh 3D turn-based system battling with like a little bit of mini game mini game style stuff from God of War in it uh to like build these uh these guys it was basically like um uh, short story uh like Gundam for RPGs mm. like Gundam the anime RPGs yeah Gundam Wing I had to be very clear uh Gundam Wing not Gundam but Gundam <laughs> anyway but um yeah it was such a it was such a find such a cool find and then as playstation continues they they give you tekken and then they give you uh they give you a what is that game doa dead or alive and then they give you a they give you a uh, virtual fighter mm-hmm. right and so mm-hmm. now you're looking at vir- like and virtual fighter was a big hit in arcade in arcade so then virtual fighters on playstation it's like i can just play this game in my home that's crazy yeah. The moment they were able to start taking arcade games and going, hey, you can play that same level of cool quality gaming in your home, it changed things. It changed. I mean, I'm not sure if it was for the better because I feel like arcades are kind of dope. Um, but yeah. but they overall, they just changed the game. And, uh, you know, and then there's just so much that happens after that the 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 way they they approached like the 2d fighter games the way they approached uh you know resident evil i mean they gave us resident evil (laughs) they gave us resident evil what there's just so much that sony has put their time and effort into and let creatives tell these crazy stories to the point where some of them are now movies, like you were saying, like Resident Evil is a movie. I'm not saying it's a best movie, but they were like, we <laughs> got to start they, they making video games movies. <laughs> yeah. 
we got to start making these video games and movies because there's a real base, there's a real audience here for them. And people yeah. want more of these stories to be told, which says a lot about the game. Yeah. Well, the, the, the thing that Sony did that I think all these other companies didn't really do was they took their time when they made a console. Uh, the thing was, all these other companies, they would just kind of throw something out of there. Uh, Sega, you know, they, they had some very fantastic consoles. The uh, Sega Genesis. Um, Sega Saturn wasn't too bad. Sega Saturn was very good. It had so much potential, but they yeah. rushed it too early. And they rushed was, that. Yeah. And they rushed Dreamcast. The Dreamcast was a big rush. I loved the Dreamcast. That's one of my favorite consoles. But if they just waited a little longer and added yeah, it. Because Knights is, Knights is still one of the coolest like games. I, three games I played. I thought it was really cool. Which game? Knights. Knights? Like, like K-N-I-G-H-T-S? I believe it's N-I-G-H-T-S. I think oh. there's like this purple, this purple dude. It's a 3D flying thing, and he like flew through stuff. It was like the first one of the first 3D flying games that I can remember that was like mm. really good for its time. Like yeah. the mechanics of flying in that game was just like, oh, this feels like actual flying. Yeah. It was pretty cool. I don't remember. I'm yeah. pretty sure it's called Knights. Yeah, I mean the, the thing the thing was though is that Sega outside of the 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 Genesis they just constantly shoved shit on their consoles because they wanted to be first you know with the uh yeah. genesis they added the sega cd and then yeah. on top of the cd oh, yeah. they added the 2x and yeah. then yeah and then they released the sega saturn and when they released the sega saturn it was the price for it was astronomical it was like 500 bucks or something like that Jesus, and that's insane. it was like five or six hundred bucks and there's that very famous sony press conference where they're about to reveal the price, so they're, they're uh, you know, they're, whoever whoever their money guy was, <laughs> he walks up on stage yeah. and all he says is two ninety nine, and then he just walks away, and the whole crowd just erupts. They go insane. Uh, they knew what they were doing. They they knew how to price it right. They knew how to develop the technology right. They knew how to reach out to the developers and have them create their games properly. And the reason the PlayStation 2 was such a big hit was not only the technology, and not only because they took longer, because even when people got the uh, Dreamcast, which sold very well, the PS2 had their secret weapon, which was the DVD player. And at yep. the, yeah, and at that time, it plays movies. Yep. What? It plays HD movies, and mm -hmm. it was like mind blown. Well, it wasn't Mind HD at the time, but it was uh, it was basically the equivalent to HD uh, yeah. because back then DVDs were expensive. You know, they, yeah, I know. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm your age. I remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so everybody, that was like an option B, you know, like, well, I can get a PlayStation 2 and I can play, uh, you know, I can play a movie and play like the newest video games. Yeah. And, that DVD player was pretty finicky, you know. Like I don't know if you ever had like a disc skip out on you when you use the DVD player on yours, but I remember they constantly advertised the Matrix as like the highlight movie, and for some yeah. reason that movie didn't play right on my console, but on oh, one of wow. my buddy's consoles it played just fine. But I, and not only that, you had the optical input in the back; you could get surround sound with your PlayStation Two. Yeah. 
All these yeah. things the Dreamcast didn't have. The Dreamcast had wonderful, perfect emulations of arcade games. And you could upscale. You could upscale the resolution. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know a lot about uh, anybody else, but like, depending on the game, you could upscale resolution. The game would look even better. Yeah, like, you'd have the RGB you, like, output. The standard. Yeah. Yep. It was. It was incredible. And um, you know, PlayStation Two for me was a, a mainstay. Like I had, if they broke, like I had a couple of PlayStations broke break over the course of having them. Uh, but I. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to get another one. Like, I would go years with a PlayStation, and then eventually it would, like, you know, not open or, like, not read discs anymore. So I just, and I moved around a lot. And, like, and another thing where I'm from, because I was, you know, at the time, like, uh, as a kid, you know, if I got a, when I got a PlayStation, I would, like, p- pack it in my bag and go over mm-hmm. to my friend's house. We'd hook it up and play because I was, like, one of the only friends that had it. And um, at the time, and then we finally all got PlayStations and then, um, you know, it kind of like just kind of went from there. And I want to say, didn't one of these, uh, one, and then, oh, that was the thing that changed for uh, PlayStation 2 was their wireless, the wireless controller. Mm-hmm. Once I they think, came out with the yeah. wireless, because their, their Bluetooth wireless controllers were way more responsive than the wireless controllers the Xbox has. I remember playing Xbox games and going, the moment these batteries start to go, mm-hmm. the connection is wonky as shit. Oh, they but, had the but, double A's, yeah, on the 360. Right. But, yeah. but like with the Bluetooth technology, the thing that kept your controller charged was the system. So you had to just hook it up to the controller and charge it, boom, you're done. And you just mm-hmm. unhook and chill. And like yeah. that is, that there's little things that they did they were like, oh, not only do you got these wireless controllers, up to four controllers can hook up to one system. And you're like, so you're not wired anymore. And then they're setting you up for your uh, online, right? So then they started saying, they, they started uh, saying, hey, we got these Bluetooth devices. We got all these uh, connections. You know, they were like, we've been getting you ready for online play for a minute over on Sony. And I don't know, man, I think that, I think they, what their thing was, was like, they weren't the ones trying to like, look at this new fancy video game thing we did. You know, it was, they, they didn't have to do that. They didn't have to like show the world that they were good at video games. They just believed like, we're just gonna do these games. We're gonna, we're gonna make these games for gamers first, mm-hmm. not people who just play video games uh, and then believe that they're just for children because that's, mm-hmm that's got to be a part of it too, right? Like uh, Nintendo is this family, fam- family friendly system. Xbox is seen more as like, like you were saying earlier, the type of uh, console that isn't for, like isn't um, seen as like, you know, this is for, you know, regular everyday gamers that do this. A lot of people use Xbox for competitive gaming, but that, but between the friendly gamers and the competitive gamers, there's a large, massive crowd of people that just like to play video games. <laughs> so like, yeah. and Sony's like, we'll address that group while y'all try to like grab those markets. We'll address the people that just like playing video games. Yeah. It's like it's, the Xbox is a lot like Budweiser and <laughs> uh, the, and Sony is like a, glass of chardonnay 
you know, <laughs> is the best comparison I can yeah. make. Um, but what the, is, no, I was just going to ask what was, what is the most memorable moment on a PlayStation game for you? Uh, watching the trailer of Metal Gear Solid one and um, seeing how, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That but but like yeah. but like even not just your introduction like as far as like your gaming experience is concerned like I know that's part of the gaming experience but yeah. like while you're playing a game what was like what was like a move or a moment like uh, like for me a good moment for me like one of the most memorable moments for me is uh, the Knights of the Round Summon the first time I yeah. used it in Final Fantasy Seven I'll never forget it because I was like. First of all, this is a very long summon. This summon is going on for at least a minute. Um, but also, it's very cool looking, and I can't. I'm, and I'm, and I feel this is the coolest shit that I've ever done in a video game. And that's just how I felt. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's like I mean that was just an orgasmic festival of lights. Final Fantasy yeah. when you got your uh, summons, and that nights yeah. of the round goes for like two minutes or something like that. And when yeah. you use it. Whoever you're fighting, they're fucked. <laughs> like yeah, it's, it's over. <laughs> it's what is it? It's all nines, as my brother would say. It's all nines. You're hidden for all nines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess I remember when I was playing Nogi or Salad when I was inside the uh, the first part of that level when you're when you when you're underground, you gotta take the elevator up and you're underground in Shadow Moses. Yeah. I remember listening to music and watching the opening credits on the screen. It's like going around sneaking these guys. I'm like, I've never played anything like this in my life. I've never had something this cinematic. I feel like I'm playing a movie. I th that was incredible. Um, I mean, other moments with the PlayStation, uh, if I were to transition it over to PlayStation 2, it's amazing. I, I remember, uh, I keep attaching it to Metal Gear, but that's because Kojima, he's like a fucking magician when it learns, when it comes to learning the, 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 the tacticalness behind the hardware. He really knows how to intrinsically get into the, 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 the mechanics of a system and use them to their highest ability possible. So when I saw that trailer to Metal Gear Solid 2, uh, I thought, there's no way this is in-game. And it was. You know, when you saw that tanker with the rain going down, and then you play, and I remember I bought Zone of Enders only to play oh. that demo. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, hold on. Zone of the Enders. Konami was killing the game for me, dude. When I when I saw Konami on that game, I just went, "Aren't those the people that made Metal Gear?" Yeah. And and immediately I was like, "I'm gonna try this out and see what it is." And I just, me and my brother, were like, "This is the best mech game I've ever played." It's so good. Everyone can enjoy it. <laughs> you're just a mech yep. that flies around with a big ass fucking sword, yep. and you're just hacking the shit out of hacking, other mechs. Hacking, slashing everything, and you're flying around. And you can like grab other mechs and spin them around and throw them at. You. Oh my god, it was so great! And then yeah. it, it, there was a second one made, mm -hmm. Zone of the Enders, the second runner, and I bought that. I have that now. Like I, nice. I kind of, yeah, I kind of, I had to revisit. I was like, is this game as good as I remember it being? And it is. The, the mechanics are still good. The the controls are still good. All the powers you get leading up to the end of the game, like they're all good. It's all great. And like how you can like move through using every sub weapon that you get it's just and then the like the power up 
and the flaunt the flying just the every oh, the, the in yeah. in the air battles like it's very very good that gaming system is the bomb and yeah. me and my brother like not to sound too old from saying the bomb but damn uh <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the moment we saw that it was it was like we want to see more mac games copy this we want to see more mac games do this yeah. uh because it is important to us to it was so important to us to see games that were like oh damn this this battle system is kicking like the story's ass but this battle system is kind of cool like yeah. uh what was it bayonetta is is kind of yeah. in that realm where we're like the story's ass but we really and it's a really weird game but she's got guns on her ankles and she's shooting them from her hands and she got all these cool moves she can do with her hair like this is an amazing game and then uh what is it we were playing after we played Zone of the Enders, another one that another gaming system that like stuck with us was Dynasty Warriors. Mm. And Dynasty Warriors is yeah. just this hack and slash set in feudal Japan of feudal Japan. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was it was feudal set in like uh, ancient Japan Japan. I don't know what year. Yeah, like a and, feudal like a the feudal era of like dynasties and stuff like that. And we we were like, yo this game is so great because you can just like hack and slash your way through like millions of like just PCs, <laughs> like like NPCs, like waiting to get, you know, a boat to the head or like, uh, you know, all these cool ways to just like uh, play all these games. And then uh, we are like, it'd be so cool to have a game like that where you could just be like so dope and like have to fight all these people and have to use all these dope moves. And you know, we saw the evolution of that as we've clearly gone through the, the years. But yeah, PlayStation One, PlayStation Two, just kind of set the set the bar as far as like franchise games. Like, yeah. I trust them to do well with the franchise games. I'm I'm like I'm never worried that a game in the series is going to be a flop, a flop. Like especially their yeah. legacy games. Their legacy games always have something and they knew they could milk the hell out of Squaresoft in the Final Fantasy series. And they have been doing it to AT since I have, since I've been alive. Like they have the Kingdom Hearts series, Dirge of Sybaris. Now they got like these like fighting games, um, like based in the Final Fantasy world. It's massive, 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 massive. Yeah, I, the uh, I mean, I think about all the classics that are on the PS2. You know, I mean, of course, Metal Gear Solid, and you got yeah. uh, Shadows of the Colossus. I think was like the oh, last. Wow, wow. A, and talk about an ending. That's a my real god, good that game. ending. Yeah, heartbreaking. Fantastic game. Yeah, I mean that—that's that, a whole game where you just fight bosses. And after boss, after boss, and then. Yeah, you climb up enormous towers, and that tower is the boss, and you got to mm-hmm. stab it in the head multiple times. And I'm not gonna give away the ending, but uh, oh boy, it it it, it hurts. <laughs> yeah. You you won't. The cool it. thing is the cool the it hurts, and like one of the cool things that was such like a a cool glitch about the game was like no matter where you were if you whistled your horse would come like it didn't yeah. matter where you were like your horse would find you i thought that was cool and every game copy that <laughs> yeah and i just uh shadows of colossus is really good i i think a classic uh game for me 
uh, on PlayStation 2 uh, because PlayStation was so, I don't know, like, was Midnight Club? I don't know if you remember Midnight Club, the dub uh, edition. I just. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I played the hell out of that. Uh, NBA Street. Oh, yeah. I remember NBA Street. And I NBA remember Street. Dave. I remember they had a Dave yeah, Chappelle sketch. Shit, bro. Remember that Dave Chappelle sketch where he was playing like the kid uh, who had cancer, and I think they were playing NBA Street, and he was just like yelling, and the kids like in your face. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so funny, and I and like you could man, uh, PlayStation Two jam, like PlayStation Two jams with God of War. I mean, yep, God of War was that was some next level. Like the first introduction to like a true ant for me at least like an anti-hero like a literal anti-hero like uh, like that where he's like oh this dude who gave up his whole life to be you know an arbiter of war ended up killing his own family and he's like Jesus Christ this guy's the worst and then they make him wear his then they make him wear his, his dead family's skin on his body for the rest of his life which is so why it's all like, white. Yeah, yeah. It's called the the ghost of Sparta, and it's just this crazy man. That's a crazy storyline to me, and it's yeah. like, and then uh, was it uh, Grand Theft Auto? Now that's now that's amazing because Grand Theft Auto Three, that's where it really took off, and uh, the whole gaming industry transformed because of that yeah. game. And there's so many games to try to copy it. And GTA Three first came out on the PS2, and I remember reading an article about it before it came out. They're talking about how it's going to be this big thing. And then I remember mm-hmm. playing it like in a local GameStop. They had it on there. I don't think they'd be able allowed to do that anymore. Maybe they would, but they, they, they put it on there. And I was like, Oh my God, I can go around and just beat up random people with a baseball bat and shoot them and blow up these cars and just do it's like it was like Shenmue but fun and uh you know it's like Shenmue if Rio was a serial killer and that game was just uh, that that was the pinnacle that's what everyone strives to continue to copy you know from the grand yeah. and each grand theft auto trilogy game got better and better i mean san andreas was i mean they improved on every single mechanic you know, yeah phenomenal and then when Grand Theft Auto Four came out, it all it came out simultaneously on Xbox and PlayStation. And I think Xbox 360 got the DLC first for the uh, GTA uh, Four games, which mm-hmm. is unfortunate because if you had an Xbox 360 and you played it, uh, who knows how long until that ticking time bomb of a console would crap out on you, which is something, yep. which is why I give Microsoft so much shit. I'm sorry, but they released a defective console knowingly. They're like, they, they said to Phil Spencer, hey, this, this console, uh, the designer said that this thing isn't working. It's overheating. We don't know why. And he said, we'll just release it anyways. Yeah. And that cost them billions of dollars in repairs for that three-year warranty. And I remember mine broke on me once, and I heard people were returning it like five times. And I'm like, why the fuck would I buy another one if I got to have to keep returning it? And then, yeah, you're, talk, you're talking about the yeah. 360, right? I heard yeah, the Xbox, Xbox 360. Yeah, yeah, that thing was a, a – I from all my friends got it because they wanted to be rebels. They wanted to be like, I don't want no PlayStation. And then, you know, people fell in love with Halo. With a real, with a real talk about it, Halo was a really good game. Now, that and was a game changer. It thrived, yeah. And it thrived on Xbox 360, like 100%. Yeah. But 
the Red Ring of Death became like it's what it was absolutely 100% known for. And so like uh, a lot of people were like, why buy a system that constantly needs to be maintenance? That's yeah. not what I bought this for. <laughs> like, yeah. it, I, I get enough of that from my computer and I got to deal with <laughs> my video game console. That's not what I got into this for. Well, this and is so, probably why uh, Bill Gates is uh, in charge of the epidemiology department for the coronavirus because he's familiar with viruses. Um, okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Take that but, for trying uh, to save my life. And then they do stuff like uh, they, they canceled the Sony E3 reveal because of what was happening in the country. That level of awareness for a company will always pay you off. It will mm. always work because it says to your to your gamers to your fans that people um that do care about what is happening that do feel like i'm not sure if i'm thinking about video games right now um so we feel you we understand you and we'll hold off yeah and that's and that's just that's just that's just the level of what sony brings to its customers man they really care about you a little bit they always have a little bit they really uh, sort of inadvertently uh, were ahead of the game here where they kind of copied what Nintendo did and just had their own digital presentation of the console and they pulled yep. out of E3. And a good thing they did because that pandemic happened. And, you know, this is before the pandemic happened. They, they pulled out of it. And at mm-hmm. first people were like, why the hell are they doing that? Well, it turns out it worked out. Maybe Sony knew about it. No, <laughs> there is a, the PlayStation caused COVID-19. Um, but wow. They were, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, Bill Gates did. Um, and, uh, Shut up, Mike. I, <laughs> uh, but, but, you know, it, it worked in their favor, and it was a great presentation. Now, the, the, the interesting thing is uh, Sony and Microsoft are sort of at a game of chicken now, where it's like, who's going to reveal the price of their new console first, you know? Because, I mean, and, and the truth is, you know, everybody is aware that we are basically now buying a computer. Like, you're buying a computer, or, and you're, you're buying an all-in-one yeah. thing when you buy a PlayStation. PlayStation gives you access to everything. You can go on their interface and get whatever you need. (laughs) Like almost literally you can buy their games. You can buy movies. You can watch TV. You can record video. You can uh, stream live to Twitch channels and shit Mm -hmm. like that. It's like they, it's not anything that the Sony isn't already doing and it's seamless and it, feels natural like everything the every all the design the design of sony is meant to make you feel like you're home in some sort of way i don't know it's really hard to explain like i guess it's not really hard to explain but it the responsiveness of the system the uh the control the controller comfort like all of it like all of it feels natural because I guess for me I've been playing PlayStation for so long, but um, I played Xbox, mm-hmm. and I remember that first controller being real, just the beast. uncomfortable, like <laughs> huge. Uh, I remember the next one being a little better, and I remember the next one after that being okay. This one's it's getting on the right path, and I'm and mm-hmm. right now I think the controller itself is pretty comfortable, uh, yeah. but it's just not touching. PlayStation. It's just not. 
Yeah. Uh, to go on, uh, one, one thing I do want to touch on is Sony isn't flawless. They've made mistakes. Oh, yes. And uh, one of their biggest mistakes was the pricing of the PlayStation 3. 3, yeah. Yeah. The 3 was wow. really expensive. Yeah. What was it like for the, for the best model that you could get? It was like what, like six hundred dollars, seven hundred, yeah, something like 600, that. Six hundred, six sex. It was uh, six or seven hundred dollars, yeah. and also the thing about um, new gen consoles, because I know you were gonna talk about it, um, yeah. the not just the price, like that's part of the reason why I always wait, because the price does mm-hmm. go down over time. The price does go down, and you know, one of the most important things is like letting, as far as the gamers concern for me always letting games come more games come out in the in the future than um getting that first set of games because developers need to be able to play with the system more and like tweak and deal with this like visual effects and and uh processing speeds and how many pixels they can handle and like what new functions can we add and they need to be given the opportunity to like really work with the system that's Mm why um you know those initial games aren't always the best but Mm -hmm. they're strong like i remember when uh infamous came out second son oh yeah and in the first infamous again that's another franchise again this is what i'm trying to say every time i bring up something i go oh yeah uh yeah yep infamous series comes out and second son comes out and it's pretty decent um, and it really showcases the visuals of the of the system. It shows the smoothness, um, but the game itself isn't. Uh, the game itself is immersive enough. Uh, the story's solid, but uh, it doesn't show off the power of the P- PS3 uh, the way uh, a game like Heavy Rain does. A game the way a yeah. game like because you know because those type of games is really like damn these this feels real like heavy heavy rain had this visual the visual to heavy rain was like this feels real and it took you know the system being out a while you know it always takes the system a while to be out a while the prices go down and that's when i buy them and then i end up having that system for a really long time and then like today ps5 not today but ps5 was revealed and i was like and i'll be getting it probably in a year and a half maybe more because um you know you got to give you got to give the developers and game developers time to make a really good game for the system these newer systems always end up you know being all right because they but the <laughs> power of the system can't really be you know you know beholden until it's been out for a while especially for a lot of developers yeah uh, with the PS3, I remember it was very difficult for developers to make games for it because they took the processor and they split it up into various units or parts. I don't know. I don't build computers. I'm not right. that much of a fucking nerd. Um, I mean, and- I am just kidding. I am, like, I'm just kidding. I am giving you my gamer experience uh, with games. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Especially from a Sony PlayStation standpoint. So. You know, I'm only going off the little bit that I know. So don't. Oh no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I don't know. No, no, no. I just, uh, but I remember watching a video on it, and essentially they took the processor, they split it up, I think between like two halves or something like that, 
mm-hmm. that's why it took developers a long time to learn how to make games on it. So first off, the, the console was way too expensive. And yeah. second off, the, the, the processor was so split up that, that, that a lot of the ports of games were way better on Xbox 360 until your console yeah. broke. And then the... the yeah, uh, and... Go but, ahead. Well, but, but luckily, in the end, with the PS... Oh, and of course, the biggest problem with the PlayStation 3, the biggest thing they had, even worse than overpricing their console and all that, was when they had their security breach. I think it happened in, like, what? Oh, like, yeah, two- yeah, 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 for their uh, payment system. Yep. When yeah. you get, like, uh, PlayStation Access. And so, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Everybody's credit card information, all their information was corrupted and revealed, and that could have been something that sunk the PlayStation. I mean, I could imagine Phil Spencer over at Microsoft just rubbing his hands and smiling in excitement, like now they have their red ring of death. But they bounced back from it, you know, and they did okay. And in the end with the PS3, although it took a while to take off, they still got some incredible exclusives. They, and mostly thanks to Naughty Dog with the Uncharted series and with The Last of Us. And yeah, uh, Heavy Rain was amazing. I remember uh, my brother-in-law was telling me about this game. He's like, you got to see this thing called Heavy Rain. You see it? I'm like, no, what's that? He's like, it looks like real life. It's like, it's like real life. It's not a game. I'm like, what are you talking about? And then he showed me the footage and I'm like, Oh my God, it's a drama. You know, it's, it's a movie. Yeah. Uh, it's not an action thing. Uh, I do have some of my reservations with David Cage's writing. I think he's a little tacky with some of his writing, even in Heavy Rain. Like, we did it like Norman Jaden. You didn't need that character. You didn't need the silly virtual reality right. goggles that he had. Uh, there, there was like a real cheap moment where when Madison finds out who the killer is, there's this shocked look on her face. Like you think she thinks it's Ethan and it wasn't that at all. And they never even established that she knew who Leonard Shelby was. And right. Yeah. And, uh, but, so, but, so but, but like there is a, but there is, but like there is a way you can establish because it, when she goes back to that house, if you play out that entire scene, mm-hmm. even like, cause there's, cause there's a couple chances you get of getting her alive yeah. where, um, if the conversation goes right, you don't, end up in the basement and he walk back out but you know he like ties her that one guy ties her up and puts her in the basement and you wake up and she's got to get out of that yeah. doesn't get the information she needs to figure out who he is that's yeah. part of her story is that like as being a journalist she you got to get her asking the right questions looking in the right places mm-hmm. doing the right thing because she does she meet a target because not only is she a journalist, she's kind of they've made this like attractive for and every man she comes into contact with in that fucking game is either trying to, you know, abuse her or trying to kill her. And that was her whole storyline in that game. And it was so intense. Oh yeah. I mean I, I also think David Cage is a little bit of a pervert. I think like someone who worked in his office said that he was like going around saying inappropriate things to the female staff. So I think that's part of it too. Like, cause I mean, like if you remember, like she got nude like three times in the game and, you know, we gave her like a fucking, yeah, there's like the whole, the whole whole scene where you like play through them, like getting ready to have sex. You're like, this was unnecessary. Like this part is like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, there's just some certain things. She's like that. 
that part I didn't need. And, and but the thing was, like, I get it. It was to the part was I get it. Like they were trying to play it like a movie. Yeah. Like if you really just kind of if you played out the beginning of that movie, beginning of the game to the end of the game, and got the full complete story, it's a full movie. Yeah. Like it's a B. It's like a C minus movie. <laughs> yeah. And you find out like the. the the obviousness, like oh, throughout the game, throughout the game, it's not obvious. But if you were like watching on the screen, you'd be like, "That dude, it's the fat guy. <laughs> Why are we doing guy. this? Yeah, guy. he's right there. Look at him. Look at this. <laughs> he hasn't changed his clothes once. He has not yeah. changed his clothes. <laughs> it's hilarious how they cast him too. There's this movie yeah. he did called Derailed with Jennifer Aniston, and he's literally yeah. playing a cop wearing the same exact shit that he is in that game, and they just cast yeah, him as that. Wild. Yeah, it's fucking... Yeah, so that... Look it up. Yeah, yeah. it's it's amazing. Uh, but, no, nah, yeah, I mean, overall, I still loved it that it was like a movie. I think David Cage yeah. kind of got... I thought there was some... I just David Cage needs someone to edit his screenwriting notes with, and he could make something incredible. Like, I thought Detroit Become Human was good, but it still had so many cliches. Like, there's just the abusive uh, guy who, like, had his daughter there. And he's like, ah, fucking yeah. robot! Ah! It's just like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. such a good game, still. So many memorable... I mean, honestly, I think my favorite moments from Heavy Rain are, like, everyone's least favorite moments, where you're just kind of being Ethan, living your life, taking care of your kids. And, you know, when you're, div- and then after the opening credits, you're just trying to establish a relationship with Sean, trying to make him love you again. I kind of wanted to see that game rather than, oh, we got to have an action sequence. We got to have like a, uh, some guy yeah. run over a cop with a bulldozer. You know, it's like, we didn't need that stuff. But, and then the other thing was, you got, I, I felt like, the only thing that was missing was not traversing more his like his trauma and his mental illness because yeah. that's what they depicted in the beginning when he was having those blackouts and you had those moments where you're like walking through the game with him and then it that and then that moment you're like oh maybe this dude is the dude like maybe he is that guy like yeah. he's he's clearly fucked up a little bit so like that's what they make you believe in real life when you're a little fucked up you're more likely to kill the motherfucker which is whatever that's a misinterpretation but for the game that's what they're trying to the message they're trying to send you but eventually they kind of pull away from it because they're he's focused on saving his son and uh i think that part is kind of kind of you know weird but did i cut off i could i but i was surprised ethan even made it when i was done because when i was done I, ethan went through hell man by the time he was yeah. at the end of this game he had been through hell and back uh, and I was like, if I don't get this man his son, I'm going to feel bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I was like, man, I'll beat the hell out of this character. I'm going to cry. Because <laughs> I will. Because, like, there's a there's an episode, there's an ending where you watch Sean die. And you're like, and it's like. What? It's atrocious. Yeah, oh, is that where he's, like, yes. drowning? Where he drowns in the rainwater? Yeah, yeah. When, yeah. when he's drowning in the rainwater and he's trying to get him out. But, like. I think all the I had uh Naman Jaden he had died Naman Jaden and then the journalist had died yeah and I, Ethan had gone through all this stuff and made it there but I didn't have the pre- people I needed to like you know help me get him out and pull the levers and stuff so he's sitting there trying to get him he's like no no, no Nathan Nathan and then that's when the cops show up 
and then I'm arrested. I go to jail, and the murderer walks away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That stuff had me like, oh. <laughs> There's another oh, one where man. you can rescue your son. I got all the endings. Yep. And and you yep. walk outside, and the cops have you surrounded, and they shoot you when you're just trying to bring out your son. Your son runs up, and he's like, Dad, no, over your dead right. body. Oh, man. And that is one of the game, funniest, unintentional funny games where I would just fuck off because it's funny. You know? <laughs> yeah, it gets to a point. Yeah, because it does get to a point. Because, like, the scene where – they don't have the F the, the the ending where they don't have the FBI agent and they end up running through the, all the crates and shits yeah. and like the construction you're trying site. to yeah. like, yeah, you're trying to get away from it. It's like, damn bro. Like I didn't realize it was going to be this much more if I didn't have the FBI <laughs> officer. So now I'm like, well, I got to keep this FBI officer alive. Cause I want to see what happens when he gets here. Right. Cause yeah. everybody, you find out like everybody has a way of cracking a case and figure out what they're going to do. But the, at the end, the very end of the game is like that dude's still a big threat. Like he's a big, huge dude with a gun and yeah. he will just kill you flat out. And so keeping the FBI agent was alive was really hard because of his addiction to drugs and shit. Oh, yeah. And that was just that. I mean, the game is so intricate to me. So, so yeah. intricate. Yeah. These little bitty human everyday things that they make you, you know, uh, think about and, and turn it into a game and make it work and make it, you know, because yeah. it, it, and then not have to be like fantastical as a game. It doesn't have to be like superpowers or mods to a gun. It's just, Here's this thing that's going on, and you can totally traverse it. Yeah, I think uh, I think Sony and PlayStation is always, always, always thinking about the gaming experience before they even think about anything else. Yeah, and they had a huge bounce back when they introduced the PlayStation Four, because I remember that E3 press conference, and it was just like Mike Tyson beating the shit out of some rookie. Uh, because I remember before Sony introduced their stuff, Microsoft came forward with the Xbox and they had like all these random TV features and stuff like that on there that nobody ever used or cared about. And then they introduced the, and this kind of transitions to the PlayStation five in a way they introduced the concept with the Xbox that you can only play your games under, if you're online and if you use someone's online account. So then when Sony comes up to do their E3 press conference, the price of their console is like $100 lower. And then they have that one video where they say how you can uh, play a friend's uh, PS4 game. And it's just a guy taking a, a, a video game package and putting it in another guy's hand. And he goes, here you go. Boom. Yeah. They were dead. They They... they Dead, dead on the spot. It was just the biggest fuck you to them imaginable. They played a game of chicken and Microsoft lost. And the PS4, I mean, that was a console that whenever you buy a PlayStation, it's a long-term investment, like you were saying earlier. You know, right away, the games aren't going to be amazing. But you know further down the trough that they're yep. going to, to uh, it's going to pay for itself. And you're going to have an enormous library of, of classics 
And that's what you, you got with the PS4, with Spider-Man and uh, Last of Us Part Two. Uh, you know, people are talking shit about it now, but it'll be good. Final Fantasy VII Remake, you know, boom, boom, boom. Got a God war. Of war. Yeah. It's just a it, – uh, I'm actually – and then uh, I'm actually playing this uh, right now, Star Wars Fallen Order. I oh, don't yeah. have a single problem with this game. And I'm not a big fan of Star Wars anything, but yeah. Star Wars Force Unleashed, and Star Wars Jedi Power Battles on Star Wars Jedi Power yeah. Battles on PlayStation One, and then Star Wars um, Force Unleashed, and I was like, man, Star Wars games are way more entertaining to me than the movies. So I was like, <laughs> this let Same me with just the shows. get in these worlds and, and see what's up. And so this one I'm playing has got the guy who plays Ian from Shameless, and then uh, yeah. I just got to a point where there's a cameo. From the uh, from Forrest Whitaker's character from one of the Star Wars game from one of the Star Wars movies. No, the game is pretty great. I've struggled at points that uh, weren't necessarily boss fights, and I find that interesting. I'm like, oh, yeah. I never struggled with the, the the pawns and the little what to call it. You know, these guys. It's always the... big fights. And uh, uh, no, I like it. It's responsive. It looks cool. It looks coolish. You know, and. I like the skill tree system so far. I'm trying to see if there's way more game to play. Uh, I'm taking my time with it, you know. Oh, you'll get to uh, explore the entire map of these places. It's phenomenal. Yeah. So for me, you know, I think overall, uh, PlayStation has been something I've kind of grown up with too. I mean, yeah. we talk, think about it now. The gaming industry, would the gaming industry be where it is today without Sony PlayStation's impact of Final Fantasy VII? I don't think so. We, uh, they were the guys who stepped up to the plate and really maturized it. Yeah. Because they were the – I feel like they were just the, the company that said, uh, gaming isn't just for uh, kids. And, mm -hmm. you know, what do we really have to say to ourselves – uh, these particular gamers don't matter to us anymore because they're now adults? Or do we create a generation of people that will grow up playing something that in a lot of ways uh, would keep kids out of trouble? Mm -hmm. I mean, like, if we really think about it, like video games, I stayed in the house. I can't cause no trouble if I stay in the house as a kid. Yeah. You know? And, uh, there are studies that show that gaming increases focus and, uh, you know, all those things. Um, I, I would say that, yeah, I think Sony, PlayStation, uh, PS1, and that first wave of games, if they, if they flop, I'm not sure if the gaming industry is where it is. I mean, I'm sure it would get there, but it wouldn't have got there as fast as it's gotten there, I think. Yeah. There's always someone who comes along that changes everything. I think Sony was that company. If only yeah. Nintendo played nice with Sony, it wouldn't have happened. But, you know, that's karma for you. And Because they were the, the leaders of the gaming world before mm -hmm. yeah. Sony came. I mean, like, I we owned a Super Nintendo, and that is what we owned because all the dope games were on Super Nintendo. Uh, yeah. Sega Genesis was cool, but like these are just kind of little arcade games. You know, Super yeah, Nintendo yeah. had the and bigger games. Mortal, Mortal Kombat and Mortal Kombat Two and NBA Jam. Like they and that was the other thing too. Everything kind of looked better on Super Nintendo. 
Yep. Every like the Sega Genesis kind of just too pixelated, a little too blocky, but there was just like a little more uh you know design to like Street Fighter and Killer Instinct and Mortal Kombat and Final Fantasy Three and Chrono Trigger and uh, uh Super Mario World and Super Mario All Stars and Super Mario RPG. Like all those games had a little Donkey Donkey Kong, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh but PlayStation came along and was like, yo, what if we made these adult themed games because the people that grew up on games are now adults uh, and they're getting into that space where they're going to feel like, should not, should I, should I give up game because I'm an adult now? And like, Sony was like, no, I mean, like, you can play games if you're an adult. Go ahead, go for it. Yeah. I don't want to be an adult. I'm a Toys R Us kid. Yeah. yeah, I, I, um, oh, honorable mention game, Soul Reaver. Mm. Oh, Soul yeah. Reaver. I have the uh, port to that on Dreamcast. Uh, that's the best yeah. version of it. But yeah, that's a, a, a very uh, puzzly puzzle game, but also, man, the atmosphere where you could change it from, yeah, the, flip, yep, into the world of the dead yep. on an instant. Incredible. Uh, uh, but uh, what are your what are your thoughts on the PlayStation Five? Uh, how do you think Sony will do? Who do you think is going to reveal their price first? I think the first person to reveal the price will be Xbox and mm-hmm. I, and Microsoft because I feel they know like consoles the every console is playing from behind. And I know a lot of people say, well, they shouldn't worry about that because some people do have all the consoles. Some people have two consoles. You know, they, they don't pick between the two. The competition isn't as heavy for some people. But, they're, but if they're trying to, like, get ahead of the game for, like, brand loyalty, yeah, they got to release their price first. They got to release their price first, and they have to lead with a game people are, like, going to get excited for because, like, Sony led with, miles like they led with spider-man miles morales so leading with that says to like yo i gotta get a playstation 5 because that's what i want to play i want to play as miles like that is how i'm feeling and i know that game's not going to be on xbox so in that regard i don't give a shit what xbox does i'm i'm just waiting for the price of ps5 then i'm gonna wait a year and i'm gonna get it that's what (laughs) i got horizon for Yeah, I yeah. That, I feel like I feel like Xbox will go first. I feel like Xbox will reveal first. I think if they reveal first, it'll be a great mistake, and they're gonna wait it out. And both of them are gonna just wait, like two gunslingers of the wild west, staring each other in the eye, seeing who's gonna draw yeah. first. You know. Yeah, I think that I think that's possible because like they are. Um, what is it? They have the new Avengers game coming out <laughs> September fourth. I've seen the trailers. I've seen the trailers and I'm not sure. Like I gotta, gonna be honest. Like I saw Spider, I, the Spider-Man game gives me hope. Um, but it's, and, and it, and it really is really like, Oh, these are knockoff fucking MCU characters. What are they yeah. doing? And yeah. they just design them the way they are in the comic book. And maybe they will have like a skin where you can like totally do that, where you can make them look like they're comic book, more comic book true characters. Uh, but 
Yeah. I, I think that I think that the that's gonna that's gonna determine uh a lot because I, I feel like that game will be available on PS five too. Like they're not gonna let it drop on September fourth, twenty twenty and then not make it possible to play on yeah. PS five, you know, with the Yeah, essentially I think uh I'm excited to see what the PS5 is going to bring. Uh, I'm excited to see who's going to... I mean, I really shouldn't be invested in this whole console wars thing, but honestly, it's just entertaining to watch. Like, I, <laughs> I, I shouldn't really give two shits because they both are millionaires going at... Billionaires probably but, going after each but other. It's a, but, it's a good, but it's good pandemic content. Exactly. It's good pandemic content. Who, who's yes. going to release the best console... At the during the end of the world, so right. yeah, um, I like yeah. So yeah. I'm excited to see who brings it out, uh, who's going to handle it. Um, I I uh, I just personally, after my Xbox 360 broke on me, I kind of just don't want to see anymore. I'd never want to buy a Microsoft console again, but that's my own personal bias, and I respect people who do like the Xbox, uh, although they're wrong. Um, and I am looking forward to my PlayStation 5, and I'm looking forward to seeing what they do in the future. And on that note, I would love one day to examine uh, the history of Nintendo because... Although they got knocked down by Sony, they still uh, they're still they're still going they're, they're still, still going here strong yeah yeah they're still here. You could wind up like Sega and release the uh, Sega Genesis Mini that or Micro that nobody wants. So you know you, you don't want to do that. Yeah. Uh, having said that, thanks so much for coming on. I'd love to have you back, Matt. Uh, where can we catch you? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Cloud is Dope, and you can find me on Facebook on uh, at Artist Cloud B, and uh, you can always follow Laugh Factory Chicago at Laugh Factory C H I. That is Laugh Factory C H I. Please follow us. We be funny. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Well, thank you so much, my friend. Thank you for coming on. Uh, Again, uh, if you want to check out my stuff, go to uh, ypareviews.com. The YPA stands for you'll probably agree. And if you don't agree, tell me why in a respectable manner. Thank you guys so much and happy gaming. PlayStation.